Hey, screen rats, couch potatoes. We're back with a normal episode this week. Uh, no talking to myself like I did last time. Uh, it was a bit weird, wasn't it? But I enjoyed it. It was good fun putting that one out. Uh, I didn't have a lot of time the week before last, so uh, I had to sort of, you know, improvise. But we are back with a great guest this week. It's Jenny Tian. She is an Australian stand-up comedian, and she's also big on TikTok. She puts out these POV videos that get a lot of traction. They're very funny and very insightful. Now, I was lucky enough to bump into her in Edinburgh. I went to an Australian sort of, uh, like a showcase for Australian comedians, basically, which was hosted by Daniel Muggleton, a friend of the podcast. Now, I watched quite a few comedians there, and for some reason, I, I just felt like I wanted to speak to Jenny. I had no idea who she was, really. I didn't know about the TikTok thing. Not a clue. I just liked her comedy, and I thought she'd be a great person to get on the podcast. So, uh, luckily for me, she agreed, and the next day, we sat down at a picnic bench outside Gilded Balloon, and we had this little chat. And I think it's a really nice one. And she was so complimentary. She gave me such like, um, I don't know, I was feeling a little bit funny that day because I'd just done a recording with someone who's on next week's episode. And um, I was just feeling a bit like, am I good at this? Can I do this? And she was so sweet. Like it's off mic. I didn't put it on because that's just too, you know. But she did say to me at the end, she went, you know, you're a really good podcaster. And I was like, I am. <laughs> and it really gave me confidence. And it, she just made me feel really, really great about that because um, I wasn't sure. Um, on that day if I was doing a good job or not to be honest with you but anyway we had a great chat I really liked her she's brilliant uh, she's got a new podcast out herself it's called Peanut Butter Jenny Time and a few episodes have already dropped she's a perfect host on there and it's very funny Jenny also has another podcast called the Parasocial Social Club which she co-hosts with Kevin Jin and we touch upon that just ever slightly during this episode beep, beep. Now, what am I going to talk about this week just before we get to our guest? Well, I'm going to have a little chat about, not scams per se, I'm not saying that these companies are evil or whatever, but there is so much playground nonsense that comes home with my children. Now, uh, about a year ago, I first heard the words air up. Now, some of you probably know what an air up is. It is a water bottle that costs about 40 quid, and you get these little pods that are supposed to sort of trick your mind into thinking that the water tastes of different things like Coca-Cola, peach, whatever. Now, I thought this was a bad idea because it teaches kids to basically not drink water, something I don't do enough of myself, so massive hypocrite. But, you know, I just didn't think it was a good idea. And also it's a money pit, right? You're just going to buy these pods that contain some kind of vapor. So now we're like, are you buying smells? What's that all about? It's like when they bought out these little chocolate things about 10 years ago that people would sniff the chocolate to trick their brain into eating chocolate and then they wouldn't eat so much and they could lose weight. But this is just like a kid fad and it's in the playground. It's another one of these kind of Roblox like in Minecraft, whatever the thing is. Uh, my kid gets hassled because he plays games on an iPad and doesn't have like a proper old-fashioned, you know, console like a Wii or a, or a PlayStation or whatever. And I say to him like, but you're using like a 500 pounds iPad. I mean, I didn't have access to that as a kid, but anyway, we don't want to get into that you know but it is just like how could you diss someone for playing games on an ipad that's ridiculous anyway i mean to me it still looks like a magic trick every time i see it but anyway let's get back to this air up thing so these water bottles they're 40 quid you have to buy the pods blah 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 they run out way sooner than i thought they don't really work that's what i'm saying and i am saying on here you won't be sponsoring this podcast either guys you're on my list uh, what we got disney ups uh, holiday Inn express these are people i will not be taking money from i mean you're not offering but i'm just saying if it ever comes to that it goes along with some other things as well 
right? So not only do these things cost a fortune and you have to buy the pods all the time, but they also get mouldy. Uh, there's black mould inside after just a few weeks. And we were told the reason for this is uh, the design. They know about it. You have to buy this extra brush that costs five quid. Little tip, go to Asda, buy some metal straws because they come with the same cleaner, two quid. But the point is, we've now got rid of like plastic straws, right? And we've got metal straws. We've got rid of, you know, and we have to get this cleaner for the metal straw. We're just buying more things for the thing. And the thing is also in paper and plastic, by the way. So not only do these replacement straws come in a plastic packet, which is ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. Why are you making us drink out of metal straws and stupid paper things and paper forks when there's still pound shops full of plastic tat? Plastic tat everywhere. You have to get rid of it all. You can't just take away my fucking forks. Do you know what I mean? It's driving me mad. Anyway, it sounds like I'm bitching. I am, a little bit. But anyway, the point being, these little fads are bullshit, right? This air up is the latest version. There's so much stuff. If your kid watches TV in the morning, like on Channel 5 and you watch Milkshake, there's all this garbage, just this plastic, plastic shit that is just landfill. It is rubbish. It is rubbish. Stop buying it. I can't believe I got suckered into this. It wasn't technically my money. I think uh, my mum sent some money for the kids, so we sort of did it with that. But anyway, the point is, I feel like I actually went against my own beliefs on this one, and I've made a huge, huge error. Well, I hope Jenny's not a fan of air up, so I might have ruined one of her uh, revenue streams there. Uh, Anyway, let's go and listen now to me talking to Jenny Tian live at the Edinburgh Fringe. I mean, I say live, it was six weeks ago. Water, water, my kingdom for an air up. Roll up, roll up. Welcome to Television Times, a new podcast with your host, me, Steve Otis Gunn. We'll be discussing television in all its glorious forms. From my childhood, your childhood, the last 10 years, even what's on right now. So join me as I talk to people you do know and people you don't about what scared them, what inspired them and what made them laugh and cry here on Television Times. How how are you doing? I'm going well, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, I'm good. Nice, nice, nice. sitting out here, I just, um, I'm a little bit frazzled because I just met, who's your comedy hero? I don't know, probably someone American, maybe like Ali Wong or something. Yeah. It's just like I've just met Ali Wong, what's just yeah. happened to me. Because oh, I've just met my comedy hero. Oh, who's your comedy hero? It's a guy called beep, beep, beep. He had a sketch show in the 90s. It was like my favourite show in the oh, world. And so I was like, in the audience yeah. for it wow. back then. And like, he's just sat there and did a thing with me. So I'm oh, a little bit like, so cool. it's weird. Was, it's he, so, was he nice? So nice. Oh, that's so he good. He answered every one of my questions. I was very nervous before that yeah. one. I'm oh, nervous that's anyway. But yeah, that's massive. Yeah, shake it out. Shake it out. I saw your stand-up yesterday. Yes. Um, so yesterday? It was yesterday. Yeah. It's merging. Yeah. Did you do... You didn't do a second show. You just did the one yesterday. I did uh, the two... So ACDC. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did them both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though Daniel Dan was lying. Yeah. Even though Dan was like, oh, I promise it'll be... It was not was, different. Did, did people go back in? I did think about it. So no, no, no that. one. No one did. Because I, no. I asked them. Because no, I was no. like... Because if they are different people I'm just going to do the same material <laughs> but no they were um, yeah no they were different <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good I feel like it's almost a prejudice at this point but I just prefer Australian comedians now I don't oh, know what it so is nice. yeah even two hours yeah. I just tune into it and it's very linked to British comedy in a way isn't yeah. it more than say American 100% yeah you know, yeah yeah just drop the C word every, every other yeah. minute and Americans don't yeah <laughs> you know. I mean I feel like I mean partially I think it's because where like the only the kind of the people that are really they believe in themselves or have gotten to a certain level in their career are going to go to something like Edinburgh yeah 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 or travel to like internationally like there are plenty of bad Australian comedians as well you just haven't seen them
how long have you been doing stand-up? Uh, almost seven years now, although there was a pandemic that yes. cut that. <laughs> so you're based in Sydney? Yeah, I'm Sydney. What, what area of Sydney are you in? Just, uh, what about major I, I live in Burwood, which um, for people who don't know what Burwood is, it's where there's a massive Chinese population, which okay. means I get great food. Uh, do you know what? When I was there, one of the crew was Chinese, and um, he showed me the secret food mall oh. in Sydney, where oh, there were yeah. no whiteies, oh. and it was fucking great. Yeah. And there was a secret door to it too. And, oh, like, yeah. and so you get all the good food. Like yeah. uh, Australia for me, comes to Asian food generally, yeah. and I, I do incorporate everything in that Singapore, Thai, even Japanese, Korean, yeah. Melbourne, really, Sydney. Some yeah. of the best I've ever had. It's really good food. Some of food. the best food yeah. I've ever had. Yeah, we've got it's massive incredible. like immigrant populations. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that means that they bring like literally like their authentic cuisines, and yeah, it's, yeah. it's really affordable as well. It's, it's not so like here awesome. Where it's like yeah. twelve pounds for yeah. a plate of noodles. Yeah, and then it's it's like a, a ver- it's like a version that's made to be like a lot more palatable as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's different when it's like, like you know that it's authentically like yes. you know, Chinese or yeah, Thai yeah, yeah, or whatever it is. Yeah. I, I've spent some time. You have Chinese family or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah, so, um, parents are Chinese. Yeah. So do you go? Have you been back there and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. Yeah the, yeah, the food is another level. Yes. Yes, I've spent some time in China and it is, <laughs> it's very, very different to what I would call like UK Chinese takeaway. Is not even oh, what even is yeah. that? Well, it's Hong Kongese anyway for a start. But yeah. <laughs> it's not actually like in any way authentic. And when yeah. you go, I'm, I'm mostly vegetarian. I eat fish. Yeah. But China is a, it's a tricky place for me. Oh, yeah, that's hard. And the descriptions <laughs> are quite literal. And it's like, yeah. I don't fancy that, really. <laughs> it's like pig, blood, food. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> when we were in Beijing, we would go out every night. And my friends would just be like sucking on chicken feet. Yeah. And I'd be like, have you got anything for me? And I go to those places where you get the noodles and the tofu and the thing, and you put it in the, yeah. in the basket and then they just put it in the broth. Oh, yeah. Which Mal- is, Malatang, which is, yeah. yeah. What's it called? Malatang. Malatang. Oh, yeah. Right. See, yeah. I know that from Singapore. I know that from Yong Tao Fu in, in Singapore. Yeah. But I'd never really asked if the soup was vegetarian. Oh, and I didn't no. want to know. I didn't want to know. I had to sort of just put it out of my head. Yeah. Because it's like, otherwise, I'm not going to yeah. fucking eat here. You're you know? not going to be able to eat it. Yeah. No, no. I'm not going to pizza out of McDonald's. Yeah, yeah? no. <laughs> yeah, ignorance <laughs> is bliss. So you are what I would call my first ever... TikTok star. Oh, I guess. yes, we, yes, we yes, yes. That. You've done watching, your research. Oh, I do some research. <laughs> I've been watching your clips overnight. Oh, cool. I watched your. Um, was it a, a coach, series that coach. I did? Oh, Crutch Damn. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a TikTok series that. Because TikTok funded it, so it has to be exclusive on TikTok. Oh, it's on TikTok. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Oh, did you watch that? Yeah, I watched it. I watched like three episodes oh, of it. Oh, wow. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. impressive. <laughs> They're very short. They're They're, one minute. Or something. It's yeah. true. They are one minute. Yeah. But because I mean, I made it so long ago now that it. I'm shocked that anyone's still finds it and watches oh, right. it. Yeah. Because oh, I, yeah. I only came across you yesterday and I, out of everyone there, I just, I, I need to talk to her. Oh, she's that's got so some nice. Stuff to say. Oh, thanks. So, yeah, and I like all your clips. Very funny clips. I watched, I watched so many of them that I can't distinguish one now. Is it one that you've done that you're, that, what's the one that went very viral? Like 1.7 million or something? Oh, I forget. Like, literally, like, I, I, I make it and then I don't think about it. It's like a stand-up set, you know? You yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah. you do it and then you don't think about it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think the one that I had, like, within the sort of monthish 
that went viral was one about like monolids, like about how difficult it is to apply makeup when. And I don't know whether you know about this thing. No, but, but I watched it when you were doing the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know nothing, but yeah. Yeah, right, but it's on. like uh, the majority of people have what's called like double eyelids. So you have right, like right, a right. crease in your eye, but yes. when you have monolids, you have an extra yeah, yeah. kind of crease yeah. that folds over your eye, which right. means that it's more difficult to apply certain types of makeup. And yeah, then yeah, I just yeah. did a little thing about how difficult it is for me. And then yeah. it just, I don't know, it blew up and got a few million. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, I, with TikTok in general, I find like, you know, I, I watch things and then I don't remember anything either. So I don't blame mm. you for not being no, able sorry, to remember anything. That's a big anything. feat, but um, you seem to have joined up the exact right time yeah. when you posted just before the pandemic. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I even at that stage, like it always, I think, feels like you're joining at the wrong time or that you're too late or that you're behind the wave. Because yeah, 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 even yeah. at that stage, when I joined, it was mainly known for like dancing and like lip syncing yes. and like cool skateboard food. And, and food yeah, yeah, yeah and then yeah. it was at that stage still kind of a lot of comedians were making fun of it for being like oh this is the app for you know like pedophiles because yeah, yeah, yeah. there's all these kids on it oh, we're too good for this um so <laughs> and then and then forever for who was joining it was kind of like you know people would give them a bit of shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but like i mean i was at that stage i think i was about four years into stand-up and like i had no, I had no management no agent no mm. one knew who i was I, yeah. I was like i'm not gonna be able to make a career in this if no one knows who i am no yes. one's gonna come to my show so i gotta do something and then yeah. i, I posted a, a little bit and then I posted because I, I didn't even know how to really edit on the app properly so I just filmed myself doing a, one of my jokes to the camera yeah um, and then that blew up and it, it kind of went viral and then I was like oh wow there's something in this and then I kind of just kept doing it and then yeah. our second lockdown started in Sydney yes um, it was and very long wasn't it it was, yeah. oh, it was so, we went through three altogether yeah yeah but think we similar that but not yeah. as long as yours i think yeah melbourne had the longest and thank yes. goodness i don't live there <laughs> you weren't allowed to go interstate or anything were you no, the, no it no. was like literally like hard border closures it was really really like strict in australia yeah. like people were trying to like because they would have dates for when the borders would close so some people that wanted to be with their families would try drive over mm. and make it over into the border yeah. um, and then just get stopped and then turn back it was really brutal yeah yeah it's weird isn't it because it's still like i mean i don't want to bring it up but like it's still here. Like, there's people with it yeah. now. Oh, and we yeah. don't really even talk about it. I've got a thing in my bag, like a copper thing for touching buttons, and I use the hand sanitizer, and I, yeah. I've got kids, and I was like, why are you touching the button on the crosswalk yeah. thing? Don't do that. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, exactly. As someone coughed, I was like, I need to murder them. <laughs> yesterday, I sat, and I had a pie and mash, a vegetarian pie and mash in assembly. I was sitting here, and a woman there was coughing oh, the whole time. No. And I was like, I'm still like... Right, but like I wasn't like a two years ago. Yeah, I would have fucking. Oh said, yeah, exactly. What are you <laughs> Put on a mask. You're sorry. Get, I stay know. Home. What's going on? Yeah, what are you doing? There's yeah. so many people can't. You just forget it, and it's it's yeah. probably. Around those people in our in the audiences, right? I oh mean, yeah, we're in tight spaces, in like yeah, with heaps of people in the room, but we're all just like, oh, no, it doesn't exist anymore. It's that. I went to see a comedian <laughs> yesterday, and the woman right in front of right in front, yeah. centre middle, in front of his mic, had a cold and a load of tissue, and I was like. Don't sit there. You're going to give it to him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see the spit coming out. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, have yeah. the exact same thing where someone sneezes and I'm like, oh, get away from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I still do. I'm really trying not to think about it. The, the least it comes up now is in food preparation. Like, I couldn't understand. I had a whole routine about, like, touching an ATM, getting cash out, buying a sandwich and just eating it as the most insane concept that you could think of. We yeah. all used to do it. Yeah. And, and now, like, I still can't quite do that with it. The one thing I did in COVID, the absolute change was I was a cash kind of person. Yeah, I was holding true. out. I don't know why I was holding out. It was true. something to do with 
knowing how much I was spending and never really having a lot of money. So it was like, you know, I don't want to just like tap, tap, tap and, you know, yeah. how banks work. You never know when it's coming out. Exactly. But with the Apple Pay thing, and I will believe that, with the phone kind of paying <laughs> systems that we have and Monzo and all of that, yeah. I couldn't go back now. Yeah, no, it's to too that. convenient. And also, like, the hygiene standards post-COVID are another level. Like, I, like I probably wash my hands with, like, yeah, yeah, soap yeah. and everything. And then I, I was washing them before, but now yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. no, you do your full, yeah, yeah. like, and then you get in between all the little cracks yeah, and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So and it's someone hands you coins, it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Why are you giving me like those cash? little parcels of death? <laughs> Fucking disgusting. Yeah, get Someone's, away from I've me. I've seen people. I know what they do with their hands. It's <laughs> yeah. disgusting. It's gross, yeah. I can't, no. I, can't, I can't handle it. I mean, at least your notes. Well, as are too. Yours were the first plasticized notes, I think. Oh, lots. were they? So, yeah, they were, they were plasticized with something that was... Um, metabolically whatever that allowed like uh, viruses not to attach to the notes oh, and you guys had that I didn't know you had that, that years ago Australia was the first country to issue a full series of polymer banknotes completed between 1992 and 1996 whoa you know because you can't fold your notes yeah 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 because no, they're not perfect. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Just, yeah exactly <laughs> oh I didn't know that. I knew Americans you know they have cash which Americans like, just, yeah. their uh, yeah, it's like cocaine, paper or... I'm just like you can just tear this what this is so this is your money and then you can just like rip it apart and then it's gone like I don't understand <laughs> have why you to, have you been to India but, no um, what do the they rupee, have well they got rupees but of course a lot of them like when I first went to India I had I said oh, I'll probably need what three four hundred quid for this like couple of weeks that I yeah. did not I needed like 80 quid yeah. but basically I went to the airport and I handed my pounds in in cash and they just said dum, 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 dum. I said oh. I did not pull a gun on you but I'm trying to put this in a money belt right? <laughs> yeah and then the, some of them are just like these wafer thin like oh, wow. it looks like it should be in a museum like yeah. they're like one rupee note no oh my and goodness it's all like torn and oh fucking, wow you're yeah, gonna be really like, fragile with it you're like how do i even stack this oh my touching that? Like, yeah know that. like <laughs> the, the amount of money and the amount of dirt on, on the notes was quite quite something i mean just Ooh. get used to it and, yeah. and over there i was just like i'll have the fruit off that guy's a dog shit in there but i'll be fine <laughs> yeah over yeah. here it's completely different it's like exactly. you know yeah. dirty table in a cafe and you're like you're like excuse me <laughs> what guys, is this could somebody come here i know you're busy but could you fucking stop being british about it and clean the fucking table <laughs> So I love that good. you're also so polite about it. Like, if it was somewhere like China, you're just like, wait up, what have you done? <laughs> Get over here right now. This is unacceptable. I know, I know. <laughs> I had this really weird experience in China, in um, Nanning. And it was a very, it's a very modern city, obviously, everything really normal. And, and then I was sitting outside having a beer with my wife, and uh, this guy next to me ordered a fish, some kind of fish dish. Oh, okay. And this guy got this big black fish, I don't know what it was, it was wiggling about, and then he just beat it half to death in the gutter. <laughs> Hold took on. it back and started <laughs> cooking it and then I went to my missus I, I, I need to piss I'm just going to go up to the hotel room and I went up to the hotel room went through the door felt like webs sort of things oh. but I, I thought nothing of it oh. and then when we came back that night she just said to me the worst words you can hear she went get on the bed now oh no and I was like what the fuck and I've been all over the world I've seen yeah. big spider I'll show you you've got scary ones but not that big this thing was like Oh like, my like goodness! Most of a dinner plate, right? Do you oh. like spiders? Not a big fan. Oh no, I don't. I know. I know. I'm from Australia, but spiders still yeah, freak me out. In a yeah. city in China, not like Thailand in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Like in a city, this oh. thing was on my wall. Oh. So I had to go down to reception and say, "Could you like come up and get the thing?" And so this, they sent a maintenance guy, and I was like, "It was a guy. Sorry, guys." Uh, and he came up, and I was like, "What's he gonna do? I have no idea." He took his shoe off. <laughs> 
and he beat it into oh, the carpet, oh. into like a bloody mess, and then he sort of scooped it up, threw it in the toilet, and they went, all right, good night. <laughs> like it's very normal, yeah. yeah. And then my, my parents are kind of like the same thing. It's just like no fear. It's just like, oh, yeah, this thing, yeah, whack. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. it, deal exactly. with it. There's no fair. It's a yeah. Western temperament where it's all a bunch of uh, weaklings, I guess, against things like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've got better with spiders. I mean, I, my, it's fun, funny because my kids think I'm brave if I put like a glass on and put it out the window or wasp or Oh, yeah, that's so nice down. and humane as well for you to do that, yeah. Well, I do try and do that, but I killed an earwig the other day and they were all appalled. Oh, what's an earwig? You know the ones that allegedly go in your ear and oh, never come out? Oh, that's so gross. There was one in the garden I was like, Ugh. Oh. And they went, why are you doing that? And I went, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Oh, if so I, I was there, have, I'd be like, good. Yeah, I usually have a kind of Buddhist philosophy for these things. Like, let the ants go, it's fine, let's not yeah. kill them. Like yeah, with that. No. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah, yeah, oh, my yeah. goodness. Do you have them? Are they here, like, all around Britain? I don't know. I've oh, never yeah, heard yeah. of them before. Oh, earwig. Let me, let me look up. Maybe oh, you have a different no. word. You know, I don't want to educate you about <laughs> a terrifying thing. Yeah. Apparently, they burrow into your ear oh, canal. Oh, that's so gross. And they, so they can come out. What? So then, so then how do you get rid of it? Just like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's so gross. <laughs> I don't know why it's called an earwig, because it's not a wig for your ear. They're, they're generally nocturnal and seek out dark cracks and crevices oh. to rest during the day. Mainly vegetarian, but will eat carrion and other insects. I have no idea. But I, I think it's something to do with them only going in, like, one direction. Not the oh, band. so then they can't crawl I don't think they can turn around. Oh, yeah, well, they're so like yes. emus and kangaroos, but, like, gross. Although earwigs do like dark places, they're normally attracted to light, and they very rarely go in people's ears. It's a bit of an old wives' tale, bit of a myth. But uh, still, horrible idea, right? Is that true? <laughs> emus and kangaroos can't turn yeah, around? Yeah, that's why they're on our um, coat of arms. It's because they don't go backwards. Really? So you only move I've forwards, I've seen a kangaroo yeah. sort of turn on its tail. Like, I've seen that kind yeah, of move. Yeah, yeah, they can, they do, they can, is... but, they, but they have to use the tail. They can't, like, walk backwards the way we can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love kangaroos. I went to Australia the first time. Australia! And I came back to England. And the first thing I did was buy a sort of book on, on like, like a real zoological kind of book on kangaroos. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to become... I'm going to become like a fucking professor of kangaroos and I'm going to go over there and I'm going to help baby kangaroos. Yeah, oh, that's so and nice. that was my plan. Like, yeah. this was some, of course I never did it. But like, yeah. This was my plan to go back because I went to, um, what's that place called? Is it Alma Park in Brisbane, maybe? Something like that. Yeah. And um, I went into an enclosure and at first it's kind of nice. They sort of come towards you. Yeah. And then this, and they look like the pink panther or something, you know. And they, yeah. But then you see the muscles, like on the older yeah. ones and they come up to you and they're six foot tall yeah. and he's after the food and I'm like, Fucking this guy is gonna like yeah, take it's me scary. Out. Yeah, and they, when they run towards you like uh, on the mass. Yeah, yeah. It's actually not funny anymore. Yeah, no, it's terrifying. <laughs> like because yeah. you think you're like oh kangaroos, and you think of like you're the ones in like the zoo enclosures that are like kind of cute and like wallabies as well. Yeah, 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 but yeah. kangaroos are like their hind legs yeah. and their their forearms and their muscles. Yeah. They're like bulging out. They look like, like the rock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's scary, right? And then like you better give them that food because if not, they will they oh, will they chase you. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they'll. Yeah. And then they claw. They're actually really scary. Like there's um, a, a really Austra uh, famous Australian film called Wake and Fry, and it's like a horror movie with kangaroos, which sounds hilarious, right. and it is a very funny concept if it yeah. were to be a comedy. But it's one of the one of Australia's most famous scariest films because, right. and it just depicts kangaroos like they're in the dark, and then they got the eyes that like are like glowing, and they're white, and then they just like come after you. It's so scary. Really? I've yeah. Never, do people have a fear? Maybe people have a fear of that there then. Like um, the kangaroos. Uh, they're, they're, I mean. Most 
mostly most people like live in like the cities and like yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, suburbs yeah. and stuff. Uh, like I mean, around. we know like you know don't mess around you know in the outback with them and stuff because yeah, yeah, they yeah, can yeah. really come at you. But yeah, just generally in the zoo enclosures and stuff, they're fine. That's they're funny, really cute. I never thought of them as a sort of demonic um, <laughs> you know creature, but that's interesting. Because for me, yeah. like I love Australia. I, you know what I love about Australian films? This is about television, but I'll talk about films just briefly. Okay, we're going to talk about a couple of films. It's not the end of the world. This is about television, but we're going to talk about a couple of films because it's Australia-based, this combo. Okay, let's go with it. I love all that kind of... It's sad because I don't live there. I guess it doesn't affect me, but like the Wolf Creek-type movies and oh, things like that. Oh, yeah. Were terrible. Th- or usually when... It, I like it, and I don't know why I like it. I like the survival aspect. Usually it's a woman being harassed by some piece Classic. of shit. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but I like to watch it because I know she's going to get one over on him. Yeah, know? yeah. They're, they're, and these are like female survival. I think they're like, you know, empowerment feminist movies. I do yeah, think they are. Yeah, yeah. But it always starts with like some fucker spots her at the yeah, gas station and yeah, follows yeah. her to some remote place. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think, yeah, this is going to be good. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or the best, like my favourite... Australian movie is actually Hounds of Love. Oh, I don't Stephen know that one. It's based on a true story about this girl or two girls that were taken after school in oh. some place, uh, not a very big city or anything, yeah. in Australia, and they were kept for a really long time. They survived. Oh, and that's is, amazing. It is yeah, amazing. what a miracle, yeah. Out the window. But it's so, the relief you feel yeah. at the end of that movie when she escapes yeah. and she just wanders out into the light. And she's like yeah. literally over the road from her parents oh. the whole time. It's like three oh, doors down over the road. Oh, that's devastating. You know, like a, a neighbour they know sort of <gasps> that's, thing. Oh, that's so, and oh, that's Stephen upsetting. Curry, who's a funny comedian yeah. guy, you know, and he's playing like the brutal guy who... Wow, that's holds, amazing. I know, it's, it's something. Yeah, 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 what, yeah. Like, that's like oh, a long time. feel funny inside. I got a little tingle. Yeah, oh my goodness. Have you seen Picnic at Hanging Rock? I haven't, but I mean to. This is a miniseries, yeah? Uh, oh, it's a miniseries, but it was originally like an Australian film yes. about, um, you know, these girls basically in high school, and then they go mm. on an excursion. And also, I watched this in high school. I don't know oh, what right. they were trying to teach us here. Yeah, but they go on, it's an all-girls school, they go on an excursion, yeah. and then they get like, the the way they depict the rocks is almost as if they're alive. There's like a humanistic aspect ah. to it. Anyway, so they get um, lost in these rocks, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, the yeah. rest of the film is them trying to find them, and then they never find them. They never find them, spoiler. And yeah, then, um, really? yeah, and then it's a, it's it's a true story. On, it's based on true it's story. It's a true story. And then they still have never found I or recovered the bodies. Yeah. This and it, it, I, I didn't like the idea of it. It's, it's a it's, period piece, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It's, it, it's just creepy. Like, Ooh. it's it's kind of like not necessarily like a, like a jump scare horror film, but it's just the whole thing has like an eerie vibe to it. So I guess it's a fiction if they never knew. So it's a bit yeah, like... Yeah, true. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit like, yeah, they... they like that, that one with the boat with George Clooney and they never came back and just made the whole thing up yeah. because they never obviously how would they know exactly you know? like a fictitious oh, yeah, yeah. reimagining George Clooney film is the perfect storm from the year 2000 there is a genre a trope of like um, like rocks being scary yeah I, I've heard about this before and it was a thing that came up in like 60s and 70s people that grew up then yeah and there's all these like weird 70s children's TV shows with a rock with uh, as oh. eyes or something like that oh, so I think it's a trope that they sort of yeah. use now and again and then yeah. even in um, the latest season of and I know we're, I'm kind of getting to TV now but like That's White okay. Lotus um, season Loved 2 yeah. The, the, the way they depict like the rocks and then the waves and the, the ocean and yeah, all of yeah, that yeah. is like it's like it's alive it's yeah. like a, a character in itself which How is really cool is show? oh my gosh it is so good I saw um, Mike White and Jennifer Coolidge speak about it um, yeah, yeah, at yeah. Vivid Sydney and it's it's so fascinating because he was like kind of not thinking that it would go anywhere because he's yeah. he's tried and he's made so much stuff and it's kind of yeah. like only gotten a season or you know things have been rejected yeah. and, and I'm like oh my gosh even at that level you get rejected like what the hell and then yeah, he yeah, did yeah. White Lotus and then thinking it would only be like one season yeah, basically one, yeah, yeah. and then it got renewed 
interviewed and then he's still the reason and this is a spoiler so if you haven't seen okay. season two well, this is a spoiler yeah. full of spoiler <laughs> show don't listen to yeah. it if, if we start talking about yeah. something and you haven't you just skip past it yeah 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 skip past this part if you have not seen season two of White Lotus but the reason why Jennifer Coolidge gets killed off yeah. at the very end of season two is because he didn't think that they would give him a third season so he was like alright I'm going to make a big bang at the very end of yeah, it yeah, and yeah. kill off Tanya the you know, yeah, character yeah. I, I kind of love the most yeah. uh, and then th- and that's why he did it I'm like oh my gosh that's incredible that he, he didn't think that he was going to get a third season after all of that buzz yeah, I know it's crazy and there is this third season going to be set in Thailand I've read yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm it. so excited I know I am there's something about it's, it's, so, it's kind of sexy it's a sexy show yeah. but it's also fucking dark yeah and like the interconnections between the tourists and the personality you don't know where it's going it's not quite a whodunit I mean, everything's a whodunit yeah, now I've worked that yeah. out everything's a whodunit yeah. after party whodunit white lotus whodunit <laughs> yeah. maybe a show that isn't a whodunit exactly right yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. whodunits essentially yeah nights out yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything, everything and even things you don't think of it's like oh something has happened we've got to find out who the baddie is yeah exactly you know, it, it is even in comedy shows yeah exactly so, and it's like and it's it's funny as well like mm. it's it's this combination of so many genres yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, I, you know, when I watched the first season, I was oh, surprised that it was as popular and mainstream as it was because I was like, yeah. this is really groundbreaking and creative. Oh, yeah. Do you think television is dead? No, absolutely not. We're okay. in like the golden age of, I mean, I know there's a writer strike at the moment, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like we're at the golden age of television at the moment. Like, I mean, all these HBO shows, Succession, like everyone's yeah, yeah. watching that, White Lotus, um, all these things on HBO, all these things on Netflix um, and the streaming services. A lot of Netflix stuff is rubbish though, isn't it? Let's be honest. There's, there's a lot a of lot rubbish Netflix stuff. You really stuff. have to wade through yes, it. Yes, you do yeah, have yeah. to wade through it, but there Just is stuff that's... something that's not in English and you'll be fine. Yeah. Squid Game, yeah. Well, a lot of Koreans, although they're starting to churn out some rubbish as well, there's a lot of great Korean TV shows and Australian TV shows, French. Not saying I was ahead of it, but like, I remember being on tour in 2018, 19, and I was mostly watching Korean movies, Japanese movies and TV, and Danish. I think that's where I was sort of... Because yeah. it was all so good and everything else just sort of paled by yeah, comparison. It was like, like, mm. Yeah, Korean cinema in particular. And I'm glad they kind of got recognised for... Um, Parasite because they take oh, God, yeah. they like their thrillers are like it's, it's another level it like yeah, yeah, it just yeah. blows everything that we've got out of the water and then and then their K-dramas as well is like another level too yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. own genre like they've just like figured out entertainment mm. like to such an incredible degree like they take it so seriously yeah. the only yeah. thing I would say about Korean movies although it's not about movies is that I find I can be watching it for 40 minutes and that a woman is not in it yet yeah, and the guys are yeah. all just shouting at each other and slapping yeah. it. Someone down the line gets a slap, someone else gets a slap. Yeah. And if, if it's a police drama, there's there's just guys literally just have quite a sausage fest. Yeah, but yeah. They in, I don't think uh yeah, I don't think they know about the Bechtel test. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a Western thing, yeah. Is it you that, who was bringing up, because you, your podcast is actually called The Parasocial Social Club. Oh, wow, you really done your research, yeah. yeah. And I don't think I knew what parasocial was until this week. No way! And I talked to the guy I was talking to before yeah. about me having that relationship with him, yeah. knowing yeah. all about his life and yeah. him knowing fuck all about mine. <laughs> yeah. It's a very interesting concept, so tell me about your podcast while we're yeah. on um, Well, basically, I mean, parasocial, I think, is more of a term that's used now among, like, millennials and Gen Z because... We in particular are on the internet so much. Oh, it's, use of Z like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, we're, we're on the internet so much. So then you kind of end up following, like I grew up with like YouTube and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. then you follow like, you know, Jenna Marbles or th- for me, it was like Natalie Tran on the community channel. Mm-hmm. And then you feel like, cause you see so much of them, you know them. So a lot of, you know, how in the past people might be like, wow, Leonardo DiCaprio is so yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. we've, we've got these other people that yes. are like on the internet and then we get to see like their families and their mums and their yeah, lives. Yeah. So then we feel like we really get to know them. And now like, you know, being on like TikTok and, and everything and having that same sort of thing happen to me as well and then starting a podcast it is really a thing where it's like well here's the parasocial social club where you know you know everything about us we're literally mm. going to share everything about us our, our lives but we know we have no idea who you are yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're not showing them your real life you're not like walking around your house showing them where you yeah, live and this is yeah where, no you know, like you're not doing yeah, that yeah there's like gotta of, be like boundaries and stuff yeah, like and I've, I've discussed this with a few other like content creators like where are your boundaries and for a lot of people it's kind of like families partners they'll never involve their yeah, partners yeah, yeah. in that sort of stuff um, but like for me like I'm you know yeah. filming a vlog today and letting people know that I'm in Edinburgh yeah, 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 so you know like I'll, I'll let people in on like little bits and aspects of my life yeah. so yeah and I, I feel like everyone's kind of at this stage there's not a lot of regulation around like social media and how obsessed and addicted people can become to mm. it. Like, a lot of content creators I know were like, don't shoot where you eat. We don't watch a lot of... Um, we're not online that much. We try right. to avoid being online. Because you know. Because we know it's it's so yeah, bad yeah, for your yeah, brain yeah, yeah. and it's so easy to get lost and trapped down that rabbit hole and mm. so many people don't realise and there's not a lot of education around how addictive it is and how you can get stuck in, like, an echo chamber and then you think that the rest of the world thinks the way that you do as well. Yes. And then when you hear those opposing opinions, you don't meet it with empathy or understanding. You just, it's, you go to your baseline emotions of, no, they're wrong and then you just kind of divide yourself from people. Um, You've got to expose yourself to the the opposition, as I like to think it. I went to see Jeff Norcott, who is known as a slightly right-wing comedian. He's not right-wing, he's he's, he's pretty tame. He's a Democrat if he was American, you know. Um, And I went to see his show and I knew, well I think, unless they're all like me and they're inquisitive, Mm. I think everyone in there was a conservative. Yeah. the entire audience okay, and, yeah. and he leans that way yeah. and I, I like to hear what he has to say and it's, yeah. a lot of it is funny a lot of it's right and it's nice yeah. to hear your own side get lambasted but I was sitting there at the beginning going I bet everyone in here voted Brexit <laughs> I bet they're all Tories they yeah. don't like me they're, yeah. they're not my people yeah you know exactly like, maybe they are maybe they're not as scary as I think maybe they're just you know uh they've been indoctrinated in some other way or maybe their beliefs is right maybe I'm wrong so I like to put myself in those situations the last thing I want is to go and watch someone that's going to tell me exactly how I feel and agree with everything I think that's the worst yeah exactly because how are you going to grow exactly yeah that's really awesome that you do that and I feel like you know that that type of thinking and mentality should be encouraged among a lot of other people because at the end of the day we kind of think of these people as like big groups of people but if you actually kind of meet them individually and understand their perspectives you can kind of see where they're coming from you know like I, I met someone who was, uh, I, I worked, um, what do you call it? Yeah, at a place where, you know, that we needed to basically check that people were vaccinated. It was like a yes. requirement to uh-huh. be vaccinated. And there was someone that wasn't. And I think it's so easy to judge and go, oh, well, anti-vaxxer, you know, shunned yeah. them for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, I spoke to her further and then found out that actually she um, was afraid of the vaccination because she had gotten um, the HPV vaccine right. um, a few years earlier when it was still kind of like just being released and she wanted 
wanted to be vaccinated. Yeah. And then um, she got horrendous side effects. So her legs started getting like bloated and like oh. um, there were like a lot of like blood clots in it. Oh, and shit. then it was, she's still kind of like recovering from a lot of the impacts yeah. of that. Yeah. So it really like severely impacted her life permanently. Yes. And that's why she was afraid of another vaccine. Because she's actually had a personal reaction. Yeah, exactly. To a previous vaccine. Um, so yeah, I think all around we could do with more empathy it in the world. It is tricky. I came up here in 2020. There was this very strange window over here after the first lockdown where they opened everything up and Rishi Sunak is Prime Minister now. Oh, was the Chancellor. Yes, that guy. He did, that guy, the tiny man. He's probably here. Um, he uh, had this thing called Eat Out to Help Out. So oh, everything okay. was subsidised by the government. So if you went to a restaurant, even McDonald's, and you bought a meal, it was half price. Okay. And they paid half, you paid half. Okay. It's a wonderful time to be alive, I'll be yeah, honest. Yeah. Everything went back to the price it fucking should be, especially yeah. up here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I came up here and I stayed in an Ibis, get this, in August 2020, the fringe was cancelled. But mm. I came up anyway because I thought, let's just go up there for three days yeah. after the first lockdown. Yeah, why not? So, and my wife did the same. I think she, yeah, she came here too. We took turns in taking like a little three day staycation. Yeah. Anyway, but it was like, I think it was £25 a night. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Nothing was kind of open because of COVID, but it was yeah. when they were just first opening. So, yeah. like, it just opened tentatively with, like, tables outside. It was that, that sort of period. I don't know what I'm getting at you. But yeah. when I came up here, I... Oh, it's because, um, yeah, you were saying, like, it's good to see other people's perspectives. I came up here and I remember going into a Tesco or a Sainsbury's to buy a meal deal or something because it's all, all was open. And there was this guy in there without a mask. And I was oh, wearing a mask. Yeah. A homemade mask made out of a pair of fucking socks or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Which I knew was doing nothing. It yeah. was absolutely doing nothing. Yeah. And I know that. The double yeah. think of me wearing it, knowing yeah. it's doing nothing. This yeah. guy not bothering, being yeah. a cunt. So I was like, <laughs> fuck that guy. Fuck yeah. that guy. Yeah. And I was like looking at him like, what makes you so special, motherfucker? And then I was looking as he got the lanyard mm. to say he doesn't need to. And I really did judge him harshly. And mm. now three years later, I'm thinking... I don't know that guy's story. I don't yeah. know. Maybe he wasn't just some obnoxious twat who yeah. just thought he was better than everyone else. Yeah. Or maybe he wasn't even an anti-vaxxer. Maybe he had a breathing disorder or whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. But I was one of those. I was like, why haven't you got your mask on? Even though yeah. there's nothing. But, yeah. You know. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's probably a bunch of people that would judge you for having like a sock on your face and be like, well, that's exactly. not the proper type of mask. You can't have the material mask. You want to have the disposable yeah, yeah. ones. Yeah, well, fucking... What are you doing? You're giving us COVID. So, exactly. You never all know people's it. story. All of, it, all of it. And I've never had COVID. Mm. I have honestly never had COVID. That's a miracle. Ones. Take my blood, people. Take my I mean, blood. You're, you're a fringe, so touch wood. <laughs> well, I've probably got it now. <laughs> TikTok at the end of the day is an entertainment platform. People go there yeah. to be entertained. And so people take these snippets from TV shows yes. and then put them in. And, you know, when it's stuff that's really well written or yeah, beautifully yeah. shot, people go, oh, whoa, what is that? What is that mm. show? I want to watch it. So oh, right. I've actually discovered a lot of film and TV from TikTok. That's true, me too. It's a springboard, isn't it, from all those social media, um, from Twitter, I've even... Like, I yeah. got to see Frankie Ball the other day. First time Twitter worked oh, for yeah, me. Oh, yeah, I saw him too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> First time it worked because he went, I've got a, a show on, an extra show, and I went... Well, I'll never get a ticket. Well, I kick, kick, yeah, exactly. I like, yeah. What? Yeah. That was easy. Yeah, it's awesome. It's never worked before for me. I almost left Twitter like everyone else, but I thought, yeah. I don't know what that threads is, to be honest with you. I'm not even sure. Oh, yeah. I, I think it got oh. a huge uptick initially of people joining, and now it's kind of dropped off because people are like, what do we do I with this? Even, am I supposed to post on there? And the, I mean, when I yeah, put a confusing. podcast episode out, I've got my personal Insta, yeah. the one for the podcast, same on Twitter, yeah. my own Facebook for friends on there that aren't on anything else. Yeah. I've got to do another one. You do six and just, someone's <laughs> yeah. going to pick up their phone and go, oh, Steve, fuck. Yeah. Stop bombarding. 
uh, us with this nonsense. Well, you know, I, mean? uh, you know I, I feel like, you know, my opinion on that, on that is that we're always way more self-conscious about the amount that we post than people actually realise and see. Right. A lot of those people, uh, especially, like, if they're different ages, genders, like, uh, you know, Instagram is, like, kind of more millennial, um, you know, TikTok is Gen Z, Facebook is kind of more, like, Gen X and, like, Rumor and stuff. So, like, different people have their yeah. different favourite platforms. Comedians are all on this and then, and then, yeah, so there's no, there's no shame in, you know, yeah. posting everywhere. you got to do what you got to do. There's a question I have for you, actually, because it's just what you were talking about. Um, do you sort of, not edit what you do on stage, but do you do you do bits on stage knowing that that could be chopped up into a TikTok bit in the future? Um, I think it's a, I think it's kind of dangerous thinking in that sort of way, like trying to cater to TikTok, because I think at the end of the day, it's stand-up and the craft is stand-up yeah. comedy and that, you know, you should try and make the best. If it's, if it's a one-hour show, you should be making the best one-hour show you can. Right. If it's a five minutes, then you should be doing your best five or whatever it is. So I kind of always think of it as just do the best um, stand-up set because, you know, TikTok is TikTok and it's its own medium. Yeah. So I, I never try to um, kind of do that. Although my jokes, I kind of write shorter jokes. I'm not... I try to write longer bits, but I, yeah. like, I just tend to gravitate towards shorter jokes. So it does kind of incidentally fit the format a little bit more, but yeah. I'm still trying to push myself to write bits that are a little bit you know, Long longer. Form. So yeah, yeah I, I try to separate so the you two. purposefully right. No, no. And, and then That's I think, you know, if you do that, then that means that you're not thinking about the stand-up show that yeah, you're, you're doing. Yourself. And yeah, then you're well. limiting it and then you you might not be creating the best stand-up show that you possibly can because you're yeah. thinking of social media in mind and, yeah. you know, yeah, That's you should do That's good for one-liner people and stuff like it's that. good for one-liners, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't work for what I do, I can tell you, because I spend, whenever I go on stage, I've got like seven minutes of, it's, it's fucking weird. Yeah, but crowd work, if you do crowd I, can't do, I don't really do crowd work. I just, I usually hone in on one guy in the front row like everyone else does and call him Tarquin and say he's agreeing with things he's not. But I mean, everyone does that. You know? <laughs> I mean, you never know. I mean, people are just like, oh, whoa, come in here and talk to someone. Tarquin talking about. Is yeah. that hot <laughs> I can ask you some TV questions yeah. before we run out of time. How, yeah. about, how, how are you for time, by the way? I'm Probably. good, yeah. There you go. Okay. I love Australian TV. I hope you're going to say some Australian things. Yeah. I'm going to ask some new questions. Oh, this is one I haven't asked anyone. Let's do Ooh. a new one. I wrote a bunch of new ones the other Ooh. day. Which TV character would you embody for 24 hours if you got the chance? Oh, okay. Uh, I'll just go with my first instinct that came to mind, and I guess it's because we were talking about White Lotus, but I really like Tanya <laughs> yeah. from White Lotus because her outlook on the world is so delusional. Childlike. Like, yeah, yeah, everything's just, oh, they, you know, oh, they're looking at me. You know, they're not going to kidnap me. Oh. I think I'm so beautiful and pretty and I'm like wow to have that much joy in your life yeah, yeah, from yeah, looking yeah. at you know just everyday interactions and even negative experiences and thinking that it's amazing like being so thick skinned like, yeah, 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 yeah I'd love that because I you know I perceive everything quite negatively and, and think cynically so you know to, to be like that and to own her outfits yeah, and to yeah, have yeah. her her money and her lifestyle I, yeah I'd it love that it would be that. nice to be that happy and that innocent about things wouldn't it because I came up here and on the first day I was like oh I'm so happy to be here I love yeah. it the food trucks and the stuff that's going on and I was pulling this case it's very heavy but I was having a great time and I thought it's the best place yeah. I love being here yeah. day two get out of my fucking way yeah, tourists yeah exactly it's like ah <laughs> there's these people walking so slow why are you walking so slow <laughs> and I was like oh Europeans man they're always walking yeah. so slow <laughs> he's like oh you look at you taking your time I've got a show fucking to get to fucking jacking motherfuckers <laughs> get out of the way <laughs> Oh, no, I don't 
do like, worries. I do like the sea word still. I'm going to oh, keep doing yeah. that. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, when I go, used to go to Ireland where some of my family from, they would literally greet me with that word. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. It's normal. Yeah, it's normal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Americans yeah. are like, oh my God, I can't believe what I <laughs> Calm down. Leaping yes. the word shit all the time. Exactly, in your show. yeah, it's so sensitive. Stop going on about swear words. It's very uncouth. Let's ask her a question instead. What's a TV show that you would erase from history completely, like Men in Black? No one remembers it existed. And one you'd bring back from the dead. Oh. It's a two-pronged. Wow. Okay. One that I would erase from history. I can't think. Okay, so my, uh, my logic is it's either got to be like so bad or it's got to be something that's really affected the world in a horrible way. Yeah, yeah, or um, hugely offensive. Or, or yeah, like yeah. hugely offensive. Oh, that's so hard. Because, yeah, with some of the offensive shows, it's kind of like, you know, yeah, yeah, I'll throw it out there and I'll mention it now, like things like, you know, what Chris Lilly's done. I don't know if you know him. I used to be a big fan of Chris Lilly. I find yeah. this very difficult because yeah. Summer Heights High yeah. was probably was, the funniest yes. TV show I've ever seen. It was seen. so funny. I used to die when yeah. he was dancing as the yeah, yeah I, it was so good, yeah. right? And then now he he's actually kind of had a second wave with um, Gen Z now because his right, clips right. are getting posted. Oh, right, right. But it's like, you know, it was such a brilliant show. But also, it's like now we can we can look at it now and go, oh, okay, this is yeah, yeah, some yeah, of yeah. the stuff that we know was not okay at the time, yeah. and we can like kind of like learn from it and yeah, go, yeah. okay, now where do we go in terms of comedy? Yeah. So I, I still feel like it's a good landmark in history. <laughs> I, so, I don't. Yeah. I, I keep summer high side, but I get rid of. Angry Boys. Um, I don't. Is that the one where? Is that with Smouse where he blacked up as Smouse? Oh, the I don't New know York that rapper. one. That might be before and my he, time. And yeah. he pretended to be an Asian mother with a gay son as well. Oh yeah. Did you okay, find that one? sounds bad. See, I don't know. That doesn't sound. It's bad, man. It's bad. But it's. it's I didn't so, like that. I it, remember d- disliking yeah. that and thinking that was like this is a step too far. Chris, I, I don't like this. Yeah, it's you know? it's funny how bad it is. Like it's so funny just hearing like you did what? <laughs> That's I mean, wild. Yeah. I, I didn't fucking complain when he was Jonah. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Not okay. Yeah. Oh, it's really, so, it's it's not so okay. bad is it? now. No, it's not. It's no, it's, it's very not okay. No, no, yeah, I know. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what to feel. The, the thing, okay, I know I, the show that I would get rid of actually is, and purely because it's it's annoying, is maybe the one he did called Jamae Private School Girl. Because I went to an all girls school, yeah. and then they they were actually they, everyone was like obsessed with it. But I just thought it was annoying. I thought he was so annoying in that role. I yeah. didn't think it was very funny. Like it, it was just so annoying. There were aspects of the show I found amusing. I, f- I found it hilarious that they had an elevator in their own house. <laughs> Yeah, that was yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him flirting, him as Jermaine, but knowing it's him inside the, the disguise, flirting with the with the boy at the bus stop, I found yeah. very unnerving. It's, it's a bit, it's and, a bit weird. And befriending the sort of poor African guy as the boyfriend because she wanted someone povo. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's troublesome. Yeah, yeah, there are a few, there's many, many problems. <laughs> yeah, well, you're not going to like what he's doing next. It's oh. amazing. A podcast hosted oh. by Jermaine. What is the funniest thing you've ever seen on television? Oh, the funniest thing I've seen on TV. Wait, give me a moment to think about this. Um... It's just because it comes to mind recently, uh, Succession. Yeah. Um, the part where um, Roman is about to do the rocket launch um, and then it's like this, this really big deal. Like, it's a rocket that goes into space. It's yeah, basically yeah, yeah. the equivalent of, like, SpaceX in our world. And... Um, 
is in charge of it, but then he cuts all these corners, and then he's like, ah, just make it go faster, just ah, just hit the deadline, whatever, whatever, yeah. whatever. And then um, they're like, all right, um, and then he's he's the rocket's about to launch. He's getting a live stream of it, um, and then he's watching it from the bathroom, and then the whole thing, with no sound just oh, explodes, yeah. and he's just looking at it, and then he just tucks away his phone. He he kind of like you know washes his hands, and then he he gets out of the bathroom, and I was. I was pissing myself laughing. I was like, it, that's, it's so funny and it's so awful. Um, but, yeah, I just lost it. There's so many parts in Succession. And also, it's just brilliant writing in TV, which is that, like, damn, I wish I could credit whoever said this, but basically when you're trying to write, like, an argument scene or whatever mm-hmm. it is, you have to make sure that everyone in the scene is right. Yeah. So when you look at, you know, um, Shiv's point of view, Sarah Snook's yeah, yeah. point of view um, in that scene to, to vote for the kind of more left-wing party, you know, she's right. That you know, that this you know person would make a more positive societal impact to the world than this other super right winged dude who's yeah. going to you know prioritize like corporations and you know other types of things. Mm. Um, but then Roman is also right because that is the person who their dad would have picked. And at the end of the day, don't you have the company's interests in mind? Exactly, that's so, the Trump philosophy. Yeah. just get a businessman in the White House. Exactly, yeah, and yeah, they're, yeah. they're the they're the biggest business. So you know, yeah. of course, you know that's what sh- they should choose. He's just yeah. being pragmatic about it. Mm. Um, and then when he's like, you know what we did tonight? We made another good night of television. You know, yeah. that stuff just to comfort yourself, to make you think that you've done the right thing. Like, There's yeah. so many parallels in that season. Like you say, that spaceship blowing up just reminds me of, like, all the... There was When I was a kid, the shuttle blew up, and it was exactly that. It was like they cut corners, everyone told yeah. them not to launch. They shouldn't have launched, they did, and everyone died. Yeah. There's that. Yeah. There's the... the the Dead Zone, a TV show from the 90s, where this guy shakes, it's based on Stephen King thing, where he shakes the hand of, of, a, of a sort of senator and mm. you can see the future and it's a nuclear war and, he's a, and he's, he does everything to stop it and there's a parallel of that in that yeah. episode. Yeah. I mean, it's just so much, so much yeah. in there. So much in there. It's so rich. And then I, I'm just, it's genius. It's Brilliant. honestly, and then and then what I really appreciate about what they did was that it had a good ending. Yeah. It had a really good Finally, ending. Finally, a show that ends well. Exactly. And don't come back. Don't make a movie. Yeah. No, 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 no. Leave it alone now. Yeah, exactly. Jesse, I mean, he did Peep Show for a long time as well. Like the only, do you know about this Peep Show? Yeah, yeah. 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 So a lot of Americans don't know. It's kind of a of course, of course. You're looking like what? You do POV. That was a POV comedy show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The first one, and it was apparently very, very difficult. But like the idea that he would make that probably one of the best British comedies of all time. Yeah, and then go and do Succession. Yeah, it's just so different. It's amazing. Yeah, I I was trying to track his career, um, and it's like he kind of has a real interest in uh, like media and journalism and then mm. that side of things as well yeah. Um, so yeah I feel like Succession was an appropriate next step for you know someone that's interested in that world yeah. and it's it's fascinating how dramatic he made it considering he's so good at comedy and you'd think yeah, that yeah, that's yeah. kind of where he the only place he can play but he just nailed oh so much of it yeah, yeah. yeah. weirdly yeah, he yeah. was the writer for the chat show of Beep. who was sitting there before oh no before way he, yeah, that's where he got his start. He was his writer on his chat Whoa, show. Oh, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh my yeah. gosh, what a yeah. small world. I know, very small, right? Yeah. at the beginning it's a golden age of TV a lot of people say that's sort of over now and I wonder if the writer's strike will affect that a little bit because yeah. it sort of did last time it killed yeah. off some shows yeah. which people still say like Heroes great show killed off by the writer's strike no it wasn't it was alright <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. yeah second season oh. yeah, it, was just, it was just like hey it was the first like hey let's make a show that's 
international in theory, but is American. Mm, yeah. Whereas now we actually have international yeah. television. We don't need the Americans to, yeah. you know, show us what an Asian family might be talking about. Yeah, exactly. They actually have to do it themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With Nora from Queens, maybe that's that's great as well. Do you watch that? You like Nora? Uh, Nora? I haven't seen it's it actually. It's a very very good show. Yeah. Very funny. I've seen like little clips and stuff from it. Very weird at times. Yeah. But, okay. But, like she goes through it and it gets very abstract. But there's something about Aquafina. And then the last season, she's finished that show now. That ends really well as well. Oh, my oh God. good. Best okay. way of shows a comedy show I've ever seen ends. Oh, that's great. I can't tell you why. I'm not yeah. going to spoil it on here because yeah. I don't think enough people have seen it. Uh, but it's brilliant. Absolutely okay. brilliant. Okay. She, she's, right. a, she's a, a force. Okay, I, I have to check it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, we should end by asking you if you've got anything to plug. I'll just plug my socials and stuff. Um, so you can find me on at underscore Jenny Tian on Instagram, at Nom Nom Jenny on TikTok. Uh, I'm releasing a YouTube special um, toward the end of this year. It's nice. called Picture This. You can check it out. Um, and I'm on Facebook as well, but I don't use it. So, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for doing this. We'll put all those links to the bottom of the podcast. Awesome. Obviously. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jenny. Thank Thanks you. for having me. I did not expect to go so heavily Australian with that one, talking about kangaroos and things like that. I don't know why that happens. Uh, Maybe it's just what happens when I have an Australian on the pod. I really hope it wasn't boring for her, though. Anyway, uh, that was a great fun chat for me. I really enjoyed that day. I was sat on that picnic table for hours interviewing person after person and I had a really good time and it's great to hear the Edinburgh fringe going on in the background isn't it even though it's all over (laughs) well let's get to our outro track for today okay the song I've picked for today is called the man from 2269 now this was a moniker that I picked for myself for a little while as well I used it instead of my own name for music Uh, I adopted it because I literally pulled the number out of the air because I'm born in 1969 right so I'm the man from 69 as kids find hilarious Um, and I just uh, put a couple of centuries on it so I thought well three centuries come on let's let's do the maths yeah I think the idea of it was basically that the man from 2269 would try he was trying to use space and time to travel back to spend one last kind of period of time with the person that he loved and he couldn't quite make it but if she looked up at the sky like people look at stars she might see a twinkle and that's him you know that was the idea behind it I think the idea was came from like you know when you're young and you're in love and you might be apart from the person you like the idea is if if you both look up and see the moon or some stars, you're both looking at the same thing. So in some way you're interconnected. It was that kind of idea. Um, the song itself, I think, was written in 2005-ish, the beginnings of it, um, while I was on tour, and it was recorded in Japan uh, in 2006. It's quite a big song. It's one of my big ones. I love it. I love the arrangement of it. I think it sounds pretty good. Anyway, it's a personal song to me, and I hope you like it because I really, really still do. It's got that spaceman vibe that I was going for as well. So this is The Man from 2269.
sound like But if you keep your head down You'll miss all the good signs I suppose it could be worse I could be living here With no atmosphere Well I guess it worked out fine The ones you leave Get left Take what I need and don't do as they tell me And I cause a disturbance if only they'd let me So instead I I travel back through time Back to the day Our worlds collide You may see me in your sky I'm the speck of light that makes you blind
very positive ending there with the it all works out in the end. Now, that was the Mount from 2269 from my album We Are Animals, which I've mentioned before will be remastered shortly. Now, that's all for Television Times this week. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Jenny. And uh, we'll be back next week with quite the guest, one of my all-time comedy heroes. Thanks for tuning in. See you soon. (laughs) 